This episode was recorded in 2021. Welcome to the Springback Guide podcast shorts where Letty reflects. Letty reflects where I have a little out loud think after my interviews with my brilliant guests who are all back at work happy, what I thought about them and their message and how this relates back to you guys as mums. I'd love to hear what you thought too, so you can catch me on Instagram at Springback Guide if you want to drop me a quick DM. Okay, here we go. We have the lovely Helen Rankin, founder and CEO of phenomenally successful and growing company Cheeky Wipes, a company specializing in reusable baby and sanitary products with a quest to make us all a lot more sustainable. She's a mum of four who started her business back in 2004 to solve a problem of finding wipes that she could use on herself and on her children's eczema prone skin that was also environmentally friendly. The Cheeky Wipes all-in-one kit was the result, a unique kit which makes using cloth wipes easy. They introduced reusable period protection back in 2015 and in 2016 alone figured out that they'd managed to save over 22 million packs of disposable wipes and over 28 million disposable period products from landfill. The rest, as they say, is history. Helen was, of course, a brilliant guest. Her upbringing over in socially conservative Northern Ireland in the 1970s are a fascinating contrast to her no-holds-barred approach to all things body. And as she says herself, the topics of pee, poo and sex are not exactly no-go subjects in her household. I chose to dig deeper into this with her, which really led me to think about the amazing generational waves we get of liberalism and conservatism, as well as making me realise how far we still have to go. The transformation of Western society in the 1960s with the introduction of the pill often makes me think and shudder at what female life used to be like pre-contraception and how unbelievably recent this actually is in our history. You can hear in Helen's voice, really quite early on in the conversation, the emotional tug of war of really respecting and adoring her highly religious church-growing grandmother but at the same time, finding the cultural attitudes of that time extremely hard to contend with personally, with a really unique story in this area too. Her whole career and immensely progressive attitude to raising her children, I think is an amazingly positive reaction to that upbringing. And I was beyond impressed and inspired by Helen's desire to have sons that understand and embrace the very real everyday bodily functions of women and the fact that sex, Porn, periods, children and relationships are all intrinsically connected, even with the huge walls still between them in our society and how these are portrayed in the media. The world has transformed. I'm 31 and back in 2007, when I was just leaving school, Facebook, kind of the only social media at the time, and smartphones for that matter, were just about becoming a thing. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have social media in your pocket as an entrenched part of your life at 11, 12 and 13 and even younger. And with the ubiquity of porn in teenage phones, it must be a truly strange introduction to sex and relationships. This then made me really reflect on my own personal experience and also what yours must have been like too. I can only hope that sex education has improved. I never really had a proper conversation with my parents about the birds and the bees 
and learned, like most people from friends and TV, what it was all really about. My sex ed experience at school, I can only describe as hilarious. I sadly had an all-girls education from three years old to 16, and my extremely small and provincial secondary school felt the need to ignore sex ed completely until we were 16. Note, I don't really think the teachers quite appreciated that probably over half the year at that point definitely knew what sex was about. At which point we had a secret lesson put in our calendars, which only increased the hysteria of knowing that your teachers were about to die of embarrassment, when as part of this strange lesson in the chemistry lab, why the chemistry lab? It involved putting a condom on a very large cucumber. It really, really didn't help the collective hysterics that the reason we had to use the cucumber was because somebody has run off with the fake penis. In an all-girls school, I can only imagine why. The lesson was completely uh, mechanical. There was zero mention of emotions, of chemistry, of peer pressure, of hormones, of our own pleasure, or even the key role that relationships have in sex, let alone the now very hot topic of consent. It was, use a condom and don't get pregnant. Use the pill and don't get pregnant. By the way, no mention of pill side effects. And if you're not 16 yet, sex is illegal. Put the condom on the cucumber successfully with a teacher watching you and end of lesson. Off you go, girls. (laughs) Might I add that the teen pregnancy rate in Britain at that time was insanely high. So it's safe to say that ignorance isn't really a great strategy to halting teen pregnancy. Conservative societies take note. A more robust education strategy was introduced to help tackle this. But technology has introduced new challenges. These key elements of sex I now know are not only natural, but absolutely essential to the sex education of young people, which were completely avoided when I was that age. It was so reassuring to hear women like Helen doing things differently and incredibly having her son help out with demonstrations of sanitary products, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. The analogies she uses with her son to talk about consent too really gave me food for thought. I can only hope that this is a trend amongst all parents with older children and I saw it as a shining example of how I'd like to raise my son too. Helen's slow and steady success story I also think is a real reality check. We're so used to hearing about overnight success companies, so-called unicorn startups or influencers who've made millions in five minutes, when actually the vast majority of success stories are long and hard grafts whose successes ebb and flow. Helen was right place, right time, with a lot of hard work with her products. And as an Attenborough generation now having babies, we are certainly thinking more and more about how we can do things more sustainably to make the world better for our little people. The fact that she launched it at 37 weeks pregnant with her third child is absolutely extraordinary. And for me, she was a shining role model of how, irrespective of babies and pregnancies, we're still the same women with the same desires and dreams. And if you want something enough, you've just got to get on with it. Because when you're doing something you love, work doesn't really feel like work. Introducing Helen Rankin. Thank you so much for listening to this Letty Reflects. If you want personalised coaching straight to your phone to go back to work happy after your baby, go to www.springbackguide.com. You can always find me on Instagram too. Okay, see you soon.